Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good afternoon, everyone. It's afternoon here, whatever time it is for you, but it's 6 a.m. Jerusalem time and it is the 9th of November. Even though it feels like October, it's actually November. And, and we are here to do the work of the Lord as we pray together. It is the Tech Watch led by Susie. And so we welcome you to the Global Watch Upper Room to do business in his name. So we just bless you, Susie, with the love of the Lord and the full expectation that everything that he has ever spoken over you will come to pass. And we actually decree that over us all. So we bless you and I'll hand over to you now. Thank you. Thank you, Alison. We'll start with a worship song. This is Lena's favorite songs. And after that, I will introduce the already famous Lena. Jesus, we thank you. Uh, we thank you for this time. Thank you for all the saints that have gathered here. Lord, as we speak about the tech industry today, I ask for your words to come through, your message to come through. And Lord, whatever you want us to declare, help us declare and lord i pray for lena who's going to speak today that she that you fill her word her mouth with your words jesus i pray in your precious name amen okay so lena doesn't need any um introduction everyone knows her as the as this wonderful prayer warrior that leads armenia watch but what most of you may not know is that she is very consistent and she joins the Tech Watch prayer call on Mondays every Monday without fail, um, unless she's traveling, but she's always there and she brings her wisdom and she brings her kind and gentle spirit to the prayer, uh, to the Tech Watch prayer time. Also, I don't know if everyone knows, but Lena is working in the tech industry. She works at Palo Alto Networks. She has been there uh, in the operations for, um, I think, over 10 years. Before that, she was working in hardware. So she's a techie through and through. So Lena, take it away. Okay, <laughs> thank you. I don't know that I'm picky, but I do work um, in the industry for a long time. And so really what I want us to do today, what the plan is for today is to pray for the testimony of believers in tech. And honestly, to a great extent is how we would want to pray for all workers or, yeah. <laughs> so we want to pray for the testimony of believers and we're focusing on those in the tech industry today. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just share some observations of mine and then I'm just go through the prayer points and go into prayer. And, and I'm realizing that, of course, my perspective or my observation is going to be around more of a Western mindset or the Western office. Uh, but I think it's going to apply. I think it applies everywhere. But so just the caveat that I realize I'm more of a Western environment, my my work 
environment. But that's, I think, typical of tech. Just a few observations that I want to make is that, so in a tech environment, you have people that tend to be more educated. However, I think even more and more, there is less knowledge of who Jesus is. Either you're a believer or if you're an unbeliever, you're not necessarily, there's less knowledge, right, on true Christianity. There isn't a Bible believing in the background or less and less of that. But instead, what there is more of is the stereotyping and the profiling and how the media view has uh, portrayed Christians. Or So there is a, um, a, a negative stereotype of what Christians look like or are which affects their view on Christianity and Christ, but there is less knowledge, I think, of who Christ really is and what Christianity really is. I, I also observed that what that, that means to me is that we need to be careful how we present ourselves because we want to be genuine in who we are, and be slow in introducing ourselves and our faith because we want people to get to know us before they stereotype us, before they begin to make judgment and no longer hear us. They're gonna put on the rose-colored glasses or whatever that filter that they have, that they choose to view Christians through. I think it's important that we're slow in introducing ourselves and introducing our faith or spirituality and allow people to get to know us. So to, to give opportunity for that stereotype to be broken before we're labeled. And sometimes it happens and it is what it is, but we will do, we need to do our best to be um, careful how we present ourselves and be slow to present ourselves. So one of the key things that I want us to pray about is that we want the believers to do, including me and Susie and all of us, we want to do more prayer, right, for our workplaces, for our testimony to go forth. We need to be relying more on prayer than our own personal strategy on how we're going to evangelize or how we want to testify, how we want to share the message of the gospel and we need to be first starting with praying um bringing our colleagues our workplaces before god and in that process we also want to be listening to the strategy of the holy spirit strategy for the individual colleagues but also strategy for our workplace um so we need to do a lot more of praying, seeking the Holy Spirit, and advancing only according to the strategy that the Holy Spirit is revealing. I don't want to be among those that hold back when the Holy Spirit has prepared someone to hear the gospel, but I also don't want to be someone who's driven by personal desire to do the right thing and to evangelize, to preach the gospel, and be closing doors, causing doors to close before the Holy Spirit was given opportunity to draw people. It's God who draws people to himself. So we want to pray and wait on the Holy Spirit's direction and strategy. 
And another observation, this is something that I have done, is that, and it happens in the body of Christ all the time, if you, let's say you tend to be of a certain, we call um, here, at least in my uh, surroundings, we call them tribes, like you have your tribe, you worship uh, your, the body of Christ that you're connected to, you're from the same tribe, you worship the same way, you like the same worship songs, the same, you like certain style of preaching, whatever, right? You can call yourself Pentecostal or you call yourself conservative or I don't know what you call yourself. But then, so in a workplace, you're going to have all kinds of believers. <laughs> and so we need to be careful. So one of the things that I have learned is that just because we're all believers, it doesn't mean that it is it. I, I would say that this is a, my strategy is to seek um, cohesiveness and to seek somebody, to seek believers that I'm going to connect with and that I'm going to be able to work with and strategize with and pray with. And so I think even in the process of building a cohesive team of believers to work together, even in that, we need to seek the strategy of the Holy Spirit because the strategy is going to be different from one of the ways that I see it. It's like the foot doesn't look like the hand. And so the foot shouldn't judge the hand, right, and the body. And the, the hand is going to serve a different purpose than the foot. I need to just team up with those who are all feet or all who are all hands. I don't know. I just, in my, now I'm careful who I team up with. Anyway, so I think what's critical is, again, to pray and then seek the direction of the Holy Spirit and move according to his direction. And I wanted to also say that as we partner with the Holy Spirit, then there's more of his presence, right? In that partnership and in inviting the Holy Spirit and in, in this um, purposefully choosing to follow and obey what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do, I think in that process, there will be an increased measure of his presence as well, because he is leading, he is preparing hearts. It's not about me. It's not about me wanting to preach the gospel or feeling the obligation to preach the gospel, but it's more about being the genuine believer, being a genuine believer, being driven by love, and then being driven also by the Holy Spirit. All right, so those are my insights that I wanted to share, but let me share, I'm gonna just share a slide with our prayer points, which basically supports what I've been sharing. So I can put it in. So again, the goal is to pray for our testimony of the believers. And so we need to be, I'm sorry, that's the wrong slide. Here we go. Those are the, the prayer points. First of all, is to pray for God to open a door for our message and to be conscious that it is God who's in charge. He is, we want him to open a door for our message and so that we can proclaim a mystery that people don't know. So we want to be um, genuine. We want to pray for genuine believers to be authentic in who they are, pursue loving God and loving people and to be compelled by love in our testimony. And 
to be willing to be inconvenienced. It takes relationship. It takes time. It takes building real relationships and caring for people. Yeah, so we want to be driven by love and not be driven by our own ambition or our, or our own strategies. We want to pursue God's strategy to be a cohesive uh, body when we do come together uh, and maybe want to pray together or be part of maybe a Christian community. We, uh, it's good to look for a cohesive team, to be a cohesive team to be in love, in a loving relationship with each other, not trying to judge one another and how we choose to believe in our faith. Yeah, and then not resist the Holy Spirit, but not move ahead of the Holy Spirit. And pray we need to, in, in any kind of get, where the body of Christ is together, we need to be careful that because the enemy's intent is always to bring the division, to separate us, to bring negative light and to bring division. And then honestly, what I have failed to do is we get all excited when uh, we're able to send someone to the Lord, but then are we prepared for the next step? And one of the next steps that I'm learning through disciple-making teachings is they, there's this way of doing stories together. They're basically stories pulled from, they're basically scriptures. And so how to get together with these that show interest in spirituality or in our faith, how to come together with them, go through a Bible story, and what are we learning from this? If this is true, what would I do? How would I obey? And there's this process that you, we can take people through. But so that's something I'm learning, but we just need to be prepared for the next step, how to walk them through the next step. And inviting them to a church may not be the right thing, right? So it's more about maybe in, in this day and age or in the tech industry as to how to become a church. How about becoming a, a fellowship? Like we need to start thinking about the next steps, right? So those are things that I want us to pray about. Anything, Allison, put it in the chat for me. Thank you, Allison. Somebody did. I'm, that's it. And, and so I'm thinking we would um, uh, unmute, pray, or raise your hand, whatever you're comfortable with. Maybe raising our hands is better. Um, and maybe I can start us off of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Lena. This was really good. This has been coming up for us, especially in the marketplace ministry at Microsoft. We see people wanting to do all the time without waiting for the Holy Spirit. Uh, and his guidance, and then then we have the the legal come after us, and, or we have somebody uh, telling us that we are not doing the right thing. It, it, this message is perfect for this time. It is for such a time as this. Yeah, please raise your hand uh, for any prayer that uh, the Lord leads you to, and Lena, please kick us off. Okay. Yeah, Father, I just want to start by repenting, Lord. I know often enough we we jump ahead of you and and maybe even way more often we don't move when it's time to move. And and Father, we we take so much upon ourselves, what I should do, how should I say it, how should I present myself, what is my one minute this and one minute that and um and we lose track 
on the fact that it's you, Father, that it's you who prepares heart, it's you who's tenderizing people, it's you who is putting hunger in people. Father, that we would remember to call on you to first of all bring our, our colleagues, bring our workplaces before you, to for you to open a door for the message, for you to come in and, and have your impact, to welcome you in our workplaces, Lord, and to be diligent and consistent in praying for those that you brought into our lives, those that you brought into our workplaces, into like workmates and colleagues, Father, and to bring them before you, to, to, to cry out on their behalf before you and to seek your guidance, Holy Spirit, because you know them. And you know the heart that you have made. And you know what would cause a person to turn to you. But that so that we would seek your face and wait on you and learn this partnership with you, Holy Spirit. Uh, because even it is you who convicts people of our guilt in regards to sin and righteousness and judgment. You are mm -hmm. the one who convicts Holy Spirit. Um, Lord, that we would learn to just be the messenger um, that you call us to be for that specific purpose, um, a specific person and that specific strategy that would reach that person, Lord. Teach us how to walk with you and to come out of the religious obligations or even teachings, even things that don't work for people who are seeking who are testing the genuineness of our faith and the genuineness of our love. Uh, Father, this is not, yeah, street evangelism, or I don't know, that, yeah, teach us, Father, your ways. Teach us to always seek your ways and walk in your ways. We pray in your name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lena. Who wants to go next? Me. <laughs> go ahead, Ruth. <laughs> Lord, I thank you so much for Lena's heart and what she just shared today. Lord, I thank you that you have called us as a body of believers to be united, to walk as a united group before you. Lord, I pray for listening ears to hear what you have to say. And I pray that you'd show them the way, yeah, how to work as feet and hands and heads and hearts and still be able to really pray well together. But I understand this desire to work with the feet and work with the hands. And as good as that is, there's also this need to work as a united body. Lord, I pray that the, the, the mixture of both would become healthy within the different companies where um, the techies work. Lord, I thank you for this desire to reach out to each other and to yet that the gospel would become known and that the techies would really be listening to your spirit as you guide. And I pray that you would honor this desire and that it would become more and more visible there at the different working places of each um, tech group that's there in their companies. Pray for your great blessing. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.
Thank you so much, Ruth. Susan. Yeah, this is really a good discussion and a prayer topic tonight, Lena and Susie. I, I'm as you were talking, Lena. I was talking. What kind of world are we living in that we have to be so careful about talking about Christ? Mm -hmm. And um, even five years ago, I don't think we'd be talking about it as seriously as we are tonight. It's and it's partly because. Um, I'm saying this more as a watchman, but I do believe we're in the very beginnings of the great falling away and more people are going to fall away because they're not ready for the lashback that is coming, uh, the persecution that's coming upon the church that is here already. And I, I don't want to mean to discourage anybody, but I do think it's time that we can't be foolish in how we talk. We really do need to consider what the spirit is saying. How are we to approach people? so that the doors open instead of uh, bang shut with the stuff that the enemy's putting out there in people's ears and minds. We don't even know the strongholds sometimes that people are in. So I don't mean to get preachy here, but I, I want to go to 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, and it says, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the great falling away comes first. And then I just want to skip over to Colossians 4, 5, and 6. Father, I just pray for all of us in this, that we would walk with wisdom in these days, and we would talk out of the abundance of our heart, and that people would see the love in us, that walk in wisdom toward those who are, are, are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So, Father, I pray for all of us for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to walk not in ignorance but or, or in denial of you, but, Father, in wisdom, knowing how to answer, just like Jesus knew how to answer uh, some of the stupid questions the disciples asked him. And he understood the culture. He understood where their heart was, and he spoke the parables that opened their eyes in a very real way. Give us that same mentality, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Susan. Friedrich. Yes, Father, we ask you for this sensitivity to your spirit. For those in tech, but for all of us, when you call us to share the gospel with them mm. and to be silent if it's not the not good time but let us be sensitive to your spirit open to hear and then to obey father we all need that but we especially ask you for those in tech industry that you will make them able for a harvest inside that many of these workers sometimes living in their own world will be called into your kingdom. Mm -hmm. We pray for open hearts for them. 
for a prepared soil in them to receive the good seed of your word. But let us be sensitive to you when it's the right time. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, just in the second part of 7, for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows, in verse 8, to his flesh will of, of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows of the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in uh, due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So, Lord, I pray for, for all who are in this tech industry to not lose heart, to have every opportunity to do good. And I pray also for a connection of your people, that there will be an opportunity for them to recognise one another and be drawn to one another because by this shall all men know that we are his disciples, that we are your disciples if we have love one for another. And the other scripture, sorry, this is 1 Corinthians 13 too, where it says that if we're a resounding gong, we're nothing without love. So, Lord, I pray love for those who are in this industry, those who are working diligently being honest in the way that they treat others and compassionate and that they that on their lips will always be just a sweetness that draws people in and sorry that last scripture was also john 13 35 <laughs> amen thank you so much camera stephen yeah firstly god bless you to everyone it's such a blessing to be here such an honor once again to join you uh, yeah i just really want to pray into the tech people in, in in our hearts people in general in regards to the holy spirit lena your word is such a word in season because i really feel strongly this word that is talking about we've got to pick up our cross carry it up the hill and be prepared to be crucified of our worldly flesh to let go of the old self and be renewed made in a new creation for then the spirit to dwell therein with the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that was sealed by his blood in his sacrifice. So I just want to pray into that because it's such a strong word right now, especially in tech. I myself work at Microsoft with Susie and there's a lot of ego there. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm hearing the words very clearly. The culture has to shift from desiring to be king and desiring the king. Microsoft mm -hmm. in the tech industry is an earthly kingdom. And the heavenly father deserves his throne in the earthly kingdom for he is the king and he is deserving of it. He is worthy of it. And we need to prepare the way. Okay. So father God, we just praise you and thank you. We exalt you above all things, anything worldly of ourselves, father, and anything that we see that is what we believe to be in control of Lord. We know that it is yours because you are the alpha, the omega, the first, the last, the beginning and the end. And Father, when people say in this earthly kingdom, I am king, I am Lord, and you will do and you will do, you laugh and, and you say that your plans are greater, your thoughts are greater. You have such grace and mercy. But Father, I pray that those who do not know you would understand your power, your authority, and the gentleness of your spirit, that they would come to an understanding that they need it more than they need water, more than they need oxygen, Lord God. Father, there have been many people that walk through the hallways in the tech companies, praying and seeking your face and preparing the way. Father, I pray for an absolute push of the Holy Spirit to come upon them, such a gentle presence 
that is strong and firm, that brings those to the knees who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. There'd be an understanding that you are king, you are Alpha and Omega, and the things that they have served that are not of you, Lord God, they know that these things are worthless in comparison to you, Lord, for you are worthy above all things. So, Father, we pray for a push of your Holy Spirit to go through. Let us be able to let go of the old mindset that we can be king. But we do not need to be king. There is only one king. So we exalt you, Father God, once more. We say, let our hearts be open to you. Our minds be open to you. Father, I pray that we would be innocent as doves as we approach the serpents, as we approach the people that are not of you, the wolves in sheep's clothing, Lord God, the goats, that we do not come with judgment. Rather, we come with the authority and grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would show love even onto the point of them treating us and mistreating us, those who would strike against us, those who would want to hurt us, Father, even if it's a demon themselves, we do not show a weakness and a meekness, but we show the love, the grace, and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, as we come up against these things, we know that you are strengthening us through this process, Lord God. Father, we pray that you would fill our lives with this beautiful awareness of who you are. Father, anything else that is material, let it just fall apart to moth and rust. Let us just have the tangible presence that you bring, that beautiful, sweet touch, that beautiful touch of the Father who says, I love you, I am with you, I will be with you, and I will help you. Father, I pray that there be opportunities to be able to speak life, Lord God, not death. We would speak life. We would speak life and life abundantly. There'd be a peace that follows us. There'd be a beautiful coat that is, is put upon our, our backs as we walk up to uh, non-believers and we talk to them about the goodness of God. And we don't have to try to convert them. We know that's your job, Lord God. We just have to tell the beautiful good news, the news that Jesus has come to set them free. And Father, I pray that as we do this, there'd be a genuineness that hits them. And it's not from our words, but they feel it. The heart starts to be a little harder, faster. They start to breathe a little heavier. They start to feel your presence. And they hear that still whisper that says, I knew you before you were born. In your womb, I have knitted you. And I care for you. And I long for you. I want to bring you into the family. I want to bring you into the fold. So, Father, I pray that our leaders at the highest of levels would understand the goodness of God that they would see through the actions of Christians who come unified, Lord God. That word is so strong right now, unity, unified, Lord God. There is so much discord and disparaging that's happening in the Christian world in tech right now. And Father, I pray that you would just stop those things. You would close the gates and close the gaps of the enemy, Lord God. If there's any strands that are spiritual chains, I pray that you break them right now, Lord God. And I pray that your fire of heavenly fire would come down and would cleanse the soil and prepare the way for the seeds to go deep, Lord. That, Father, that snakes would not be allowed in the garden. There would be no thorns left on the flowers and the thistles, Lord God, that would trap and snare people to, to speak against each other. There would only be love. There'd be understanding. And there'd be a willingness to submit under the authority of the Most High King. I pray these prayers in Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Stephen. As you were praying, actually, I felt like that I felt the Lord say that the savior mentality also has to go, that not just we think of ourselves as kings, but we also think of ourselves as saviors of other people. We are not the saviors. We are, we, Jesus is the only savior and beating people down with the word of God. That's not what he wants us to do. He wants us to be in love. So thank you so much for uh, bringing that word. Hillary, you're muted. Hello. I feel a real passion in the heart of the Father for you all. 
And I really believe it, that beautiful song you started at the beginning, that the crushing, the new wine, the struggles, the challenges, that he is so with you all in this process. And a friend of mine gave me this picture and there was, it was like the edge of a dam and there was this beautiful, clear, still water on the top and suddenly it fell down and it was all swirling and it was like a storm. And this is so often what happens in our life and to hold on to Jesus and know he's holding us and mm. to be sensitive to others who are going through storms in their lives. And that's often when people are more open and really seeking a higher truth in themselves and something beyond that can bring comfort and compassion. And I really sense that the Lord wants to stir up the love of the word, the love of the truth in you all, so that when you're on fire and you're just chatting it, but there's the, that enthusiast, that power of God in you. And this is what I find happens with me sometimes. I don't realize I'm just chatting or something on the street. And somebody will just, I just see their lights in their eyes switch on. Mm -hmm. And it's like the spirit ignites their spirit. And mm -hmm. in 2 Thessalonians, as Sue said, the great falling away is coming. And Paul said, didn't he, that those who fell away were those who refused to receive the love of the truth and took great pleasure in unrighteousness. And I'm just sensing that what's going to guard our hearts in these days is to have this passion and zeal for his living word. And Jesus is the living word. Yes, mm. the falling away is happening, I agree. But I believe that there's going to be a harvest of those who would be so hungry for truth. They've been fed so many lies. And they're going to be those who will stand in the truth by the Spirit and be able to ignite others with the fire of the Holy Spirit baptism that's in their hearts. So I just really pray for you to have that great wisdom, as has been said, of when to speak and how to speak, but to not be shy of the passion that's in you for the word if they're interested to hear it. Mm. And I bless you with this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Hilary. Lena. Yeah, I wanted to add that this verse came to mind. If um, Jeremiah 12, 5, if you have raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble and save country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? And I, I feel in my workplace sometimes in a team, sometimes I'm like, what's their problem? I'm trying to support them. I'm trying, why is there such like a negativity, right? Towards me, maybe specifically on my work. And then I realized it could be a spiritual thing, right? Then I realized, man, if I cannot handle this little opposition or this little negativity around me, then am I going to be able to manage when it's an actual spiritual warfare? And then I, I have somebody in my face, like Stephen was praying, who's really opposing me because of my, you know what I mean? But anyway, so I pray, Lord, I, I help us have a thick skin, help us. And then just understand, are we going to be part of the great falling away? Are we going to be so easily offended, Lord, that 
but that bring our hands for battle today, Father. Help us grow up and, and be prepared. We are not, it's not, it's okay if we are not light. Don't even expect to be light and be prepared for opposition. Father, we ask for the grace even today to live in this tension of understanding that are those who will hate us, to who do hate us today. And but to understand that there are those that you're knitting us together with influence to raise up to be followers and genuine believers and to be okay with because that is that positive that is on one hand those who hate us but on the other hand you are uh, building uh, for us like relationships and preparing hearts to hear your message through us basically. And that we would rejoice in that and be in expectancy of that as we pray and turn to you and, and follow you, your guidance, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lena. Tamara. Sorry, I, I'd just like to bring up, I was pondering this last night and I just think I should share Proverbs 23, verse 16. Uh, yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak the right things. Last night, what stopped me was the Passion Translation, which speaks about being mouth to mouth. And then another translation, when you look in the Hebrew, it goes into the different meanings of the word, like the kidney, and then to when you speak, you arrange, you subdue. There's all this depth to it. I, I won't go into it because I don't understand it. But I think there's something there that's rich because as we're speaking, and I, I certainly have felt. Um, no, let me turn this into prayer. Lord, you tell us again and again not to fear. Do not fear for you are with us. Lord, I pray that you will give us deeper revelation in our spirit, man, deep down that we will be, we will be so full of you and, and your word that this is what bubbles out and it will be appropriate. It will be timely that there will be a boldness and a fire with what we with how we speak. I'm sorry, I got I, I don't want to back down. I want to keep practicing because I'm going to be a watchman. <laughs> In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. As S Susan, go ahead. I just wanted to pipe in on this what Lena and Tamara just talked about. I don't know if you saw it, but I put in a, a list of Hamas. Hamas is in the Bible. And yeah. it's, it means violence, a fierce, and I looked at every verse and I categorized what, <laughs> where this violence shows up. And you know where the most it shows up is how we use our mouth. Wow. And then on God's judgment. Wow. And then on what else? Oh, lawlessness, lawlessness, how we use our mouth and God's judgment are the most often categorized places and so we've got to learn how to handle the mouth <laughs> yeah and how we handle other people and realize that we cannot be afraid of confrontation and i'm fred and i are getting less and less afraid of confrontation we used to just hide in a bucket away from the confrontation but I, I've learned that it can actually be very healthy and that it can actually 
be a release from any kind of offense that might settle in. Yeah, I just want to encourage Father, I just pray that as watchmen, we would learn how to handle the offense in this day, in this hour, and mm -hmm. that the fruit of our mouth would bring the fruit of your spirit into the earth. In mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Amen. It's, that is was, so powerful. <laughs> so powerful, Susan. It's it's fascinating that Hamas appears so many times in the Bible as violence. Stephen, before before you go, I just wanted to say something after Lena prayed. What I, I sensed is that there is this spirit of pleasing people and, and this and performance mindset that comes into the tech industry quite a bit. And, and we all fall trap, fall into that trap. And I just want to declare over each and every one of us in the tech industry and everywhere else as well, that we are already pleasing to the Lord. So we don't have to be people pleasers and we don't have to get into that performance mindset. So I just want to declare that. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, I, that's such a good word in Susan, Susie. Thank you for that. Yeah, people pleasing is a terrible thing to do um, because there are times where God calls you to stand up for what is right. And if you're a people pleaser, you can't really do that effectively. So that's a really good word. Um, I've just reminded of, I will set a place for you in the presence of your enemies. And I'm reminded of that word because that will be the persecution. We will be sitting at a table around our enemies. Now, when the Lord says he's preparing a place for you, it means you're protected, right? I'm putting you there, but I'm placing you in protection. But the persecution will not necessarily be as such. We are being placed in front of our enemies to sit with them and to, and to spend time as a messenger of the Lord. And we will be very watched closely by the Lord when we do that. And how we conduct ourselves and back to what others were saying tonight about we need to be very careful about when we're speaking to to non-believers and if we get rattled or shaken by their words we need to prepare ourselves in advance so then when we sit at the table we are representing the lord we need to remember that we are representing the lord and then the other piece of it that i wanted to talk about was when you talked about hamas meaning violence and i knew about this a couple of months ago there's a group that we were discussing this very thing the translation being hebrew the interesting thing is when they talk about the fall of satan it actually says that violence was found in him Violence was found inside of him, and that was the reason why he fell. Violence is not just something that is done. It is something that can be inside. Anger and all these things that we move towards, releasing those things so it doesn't develop seeds of violence. And um, it's very much a spiritual thing. So I'm just so thankful, and I'll just turn this into prayer really quickly, that I'm just so thankful that we have the Bible to tell us and explain to us that what a fall looks like for both at the highest of levels to the lowliest of mortals, how we can avoid these falls. And I'm just so thankful for God's words. Father, we just thank you for what we have, which is your immutable word, Lord, that never comes back void, that is so beautiful and life-giving to us, and that every time we open it by your Holy Spirit, it's fresh and new. There's always something to see. There's always something to learn. It's the most beautiful book that was ever written. And we're so thankful for it, Lord, because it is directly from you, and it is your word. And I'm thankful for that. whoever made up that acronym. That was bible basic instructions before leaving earth and if you don't know that one tell the world in jesus name. amen amen thank you stephen dan yeah actually on on that topic of people pleasing i i feel led to pray into 
a verse from some verses from Galatians. And, yeah, Father, I just pray for the unity of belief of your people who are truly born of the Spirit in these tech workplaces, and that there be such a discernment of the Spirit that nothing can stop the unity of the Holy Spirit, but nothing can get in that is not of Holy Spirit. I'm just reminded, Lord, that you wrote through Paul, I'm astonished that you are so quick, this is Galatians 1, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we've already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so, Father, I just pray for the boldness uh, of Paul in that verse over every believer in the tech industry, that they would be servants of Christ, not of people, not ashamed of the truth of the gospel that they have received, not ashamed to be children of God, not ashamed to be born again of the Holy Spirit, not ashamed to be filled with God himself, Christ living in them and them in him, not ashamed to be persecuted even for righteousness sake. And though it be hard, Lord, your grace can cause them to endure. And I trust God that even as they have to take stands to keep false gospels out and, and make a stand for what is a true gospel, as Paul is doing to the Galatians here, that you will actually bring fruit out of that. You will bring righteousness, even if there is some pain in the interim, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray that we bring your heart into every situation just as you did Jesus and to counteract what the enemy sends against us with the truth of your word. When we feel, when we're not accepted, when we're rejected, to counteract that with what you say in Ephesians 1, that we are accepted and acceptable in you, Christ Jesus, the beloved. Jesus, you were so open to the little children. You opened your arms to them. You gave them your love. You, were, you received them at the level they were at. And we are all your children, Father God. When the enemy took off the head of John the Baptist. You did not retaliate. You did not speak offence. But instead you went out and preached the truth of the love of the Father. And you tell us clearly in your word, Jesus, through your own mouth, what was recorded. That if you, our leader, was rejected, so we will be. But we take your example and you spoke what was appropriate in every season and every situation. You spoke very sternly to the Pharisees because they needed correction 
but you always spoke what the Father spoke. And to the women, you showed them respect. You gave them dignity and standing in your own personal space and life and ministry. You took in the tax collectors, the prostitutes. You did not judge by the externals, but only what was in their heart. Jesus, help us. And Father, give us greater sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher. You are our guide. Jesus, you're such an example in every area of life. And it is written that you, yourself, Lord, because you only acted and, and lived as a man, though you were God, you could not function in your godhood because otherwise you could not have bought redemption. So you, you are an example to us. You were always led by the Father. You spoke what you heard the Father speak, did what the Father did, what you saw the Father do. Father, I'm asking you to bring each one of us and the whole of the ecclesia throughout the world into a deeper intimacy with you, a deeper relationship with you, Holy Spirit, as our teacher, as our guide. Lord, you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So I'm asking you for the grace for each one that we can come to that table even in the midst of persecution to receive from you, Holy Spirit, the grace that we need and the understanding and the witness that we need in our own spirit first so we can live that. Because for many people, the only time that they're going to come in contact with the word and with you, Jesus, is in how we live our own lives. Hmm. So, Lord, I'm asking that we be your instruments that you pick up and use and that we will display your glory. That we will speak forth your heart. We will live your heart. We will listen to your heart in love. And that everything we think, speak, say and do, we will do for you, Jesus, not for man. Because that's what you say in your word. Do all as if you're doing it for Christ. You really are our example, Jesus. And I thank you that in your word, you have a countermeasure for everything that the enemy sends against us. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will give us that token of good that is in your word each and every day as we stand with you, Lord of glory, Lord of hosts, in your gate. Thank you, Lord, that you hone us. You discipline us because you discipline every son that you love. But we can still be that shining example of your love, of your listening ear, your open heart, but at the same time, guarding our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Wisdom of God, I ask for each one of us to lead us on a balanced path 
and to keep our feet on the highway of holiness in truth and in love as you as the centre of our lives and our focus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mary. Uh, I know we are a little over time, but I was wondering if, um, Hannah, if you would close us. I would love to. Uh, I do want to share that when Lena began to talk, Abba said to me, tell me, Hannah, do you believe the harvest is ripe within the tech industry? Now, I don't usually like answering a question like that, right? Because I always figure he's setting me up for something, and he usually is, because it's not. And then, Stephen, if you're still on, he said, do you remember Stephen Allen? And do you remember what I taught you when he was on the Tech Watch? Which was what one person can do when he prays and establishes kingdom in the atmosphere, how people change. So what he said to me is this is not about individuals reaching out to individuals to lead them to me or to bring them to salvation. This is about the ecclesia arising within the tech industry to take back the atmosphere within the industry so that salvation can happen. Everything that's been shared tonight has been about mindsets. This idea of the kingdom mindset or the, the influencers or the ones at the top and having a hierarchy or a savior thing. They're all mindsets that hold people back from being able to come into. Stephen, when you were on before, that story about the witch that came in because you had taken the time to anoint the office furniture, you had prayed through rooms, you seeded the atmosphere with kingdom. And I, that's what I really felt Abba was saying. So Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the tech industry. I thank you for the believers you've placed within tech industry. I thank you, Lord, that you are pulling together a team of prophetic intercessors within this industry to rise up and take background to occupy until you come. And I believe, Father, you're trying to teach us through the various stories of people, individuals within the, the industry who come in, the struggles they're up again are up against in the industry is because they're coming as individuals and you are coming corporately. You really want us to make this shift. So Abba, I pray that we make the shift even as we're praying into the tech industry, we start calling out the corporateness, the ecclesia's role within tech. We start to, to call that forward from all the people who work within it, Lord, and, and that when they come together to worship and they come together to support one another, that this is what they begin to do is seed the atmosphere and to take down and demolish, according to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, demolish the strongholds and make the way, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, prepare the way for the harvest within tech. It's not been allowed to ripen. I don't even believe these people have had, the unbelievers within tech have had the opportunity because they've been so in their heads. I hear this over and over again on the tech watch that, that there's so much performance review there's so much on the intellectual level and you're a heart god and you want us to get this that you will always go to the heart this is who you are it's how you work it's how you want us to work so we are to clear the cosmic critters out of the atmosphere so the ground workers in tech can just be themselves and be that light and be that salt and not have to be fighting 
uh, mindsets and demonic principalities and authorities and rulers that are within text. So, Father, we lean into you. We lean into you to teach us these things as we move forward because we know tech is a harvest field that you care about. And, and it's so in your heart right now, Lord, that we understand the whole ecclesia role within tech. It's a different model. And we press in for it, Father. Open it up to us. Open it up to us by your spirit. We want to be a spirit-led people. Blessings, everyone. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you. I like what you said. Ecclesia is a new model in the tech industry. Yeah, bring it forth, Lord. All right. We are way over time. Thanks, everyone, for staying on. And just unmute yourself and bless each other, and we'll be done. God bless you guys. Blessings, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Luna.